Hello, and welcome to Twice Exceptional, Teens Exploring and Living with Neurodiversity. My name is Kate, and I'm the host of this educational podcast. I'm currently 17 years old, and I have been diagnosed with ADHD at 10. Additionally, I was tested for giftedness as a child, making me twice exceptional. I started this podcast because living with ADHD can be difficult, and I wanted to find a way to reach people and share some information about neurodiversity from someone who is currently dealing with it in their everyday life. Not only am I neurodiverse, but I have a brother who is neurodiverse, meaning I have seen how symptoms can be portrayed differently in different people. In this podcast, I discuss my own experiences, interview others on their experiences, and share research on neurodiversity. In this episode, I had the amazing opportunity to interview Dan and Melly Povenmeyer and talk about their experiences with ADHD and its impacts on their lives. So, hi Dan, hi Melly, it's nice to meet you both. Um, Would you guys please introduce yourself, including your ages, your careers, and your connections to neurodiversity? Um, I'm Melly, I'm... How old you are? Uh, yeah. You're 14. I'm well, 14. About to be 15. I'm going to be 15 in April. And I'm just, I, I almost said I didn't have a job. Oh my gosh. I'm forgetting <laughs> everything. I do the voice acting for Gretel on Hamster and Gretel. And I also do school. That kind of counts. And I play yeah. softball. I'm actually wearing this shirt. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I was diagnosed with all of my stuff when I was fourth grade. So I went to uh, an elementary school that basically everyone there had learning disabilities. So it was a perfect environment for me. And I was able to start medication really early. So I've been able to like completely get onto a schedule with all that and adapt with it. And I actually, I didn't get diagnosed with everything then. I got diagnosed with OCD really recently. So that's a new challenge for me, but I'm killing it. (laughs) I'm doing great. And I actually like school. A lot uh-huh. of people like school, but I love school. I like school sometimes. Yeah. Actually, I don't like school. I like learning. Uh-huh. I think like <laughs> school isn't the best. School isn't school if you're not learning, it gets a little boring. Yes. Uh-huh. So and I'm Dan, uh, Dan Pavenmeyer. I created uh, Hamster and Gretel and uh, and uh, so I'm her boss as well as, <laughs> as, well as her dad. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm 59. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. I forgot about that. I, I, I forgot that I was 59 until just now. And, uh, and, and my history with neurodiversity is, is that, uh, I, I've, uh, uh, I've never been, um, formally, um, uh, diagnosed with, uh, with ADD, but my, but my sister, who is a, uh, a psychologist, a pediatric psychologist, diagnosed me years ago and said, "You know, you have ADD, right?" And I, was, and I was like, "I do not. I do not have ADD. I, you know, I'm I'm able to do this and this and this and this." And uh, and then when both of my daughters were d- diagnosed super high ADHD, I started listening to all the things that they said and 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 all of the symptoms everything they talked about was all stuff that i also experienced exactly the same way 
and I sort of came to this this uh, conclusion at, uh, a few years ago where I just suddenly went, oh my gosh, I think I have AD, ADD. <laughs> I think I'm, and, and I told my wife, I said, I, you know, I'm starting to think that maybe I have ADD or ADHD and and my wife would oh you think <laughs> and suddenly all of these stories from my past made sense and stuff like that but I've you know I I, I sort of came up in a time before that was really diagnosed very often and so I just came up with a lot of coping mechanisms a lot of stimming a lot of uh, stuff like that uh that you know like always putting my keys in the same pocket you know not taking them out until i change pants and then you know like just so i wouldn't lose stuff so i wouldn't forget stuff you know there's a whole bunch of stuff that i did constantly that that now i realize is all just like me coping with the uh, with the uh, add uh but, uh-huh. I, but i think it it uh uh i think it's made me a um a better comedy writer and uh, you know mm-hmm. just because there's always so much stuff going on in in in, in my head that's interesting yeah and so i was kind of going to ask and you touched on this a little bit but when did you first hear about add or adhd just in general like because for me i heard about it well before i got diagnosed yeah i've heard about it uh for years just you know at, at the fringes of conversations and stuff like that but it it wasn't until her older sister got, you know, like, like the teachers were telling us there's something really going on with the, with Alex and she's very disruptive. She cannot, you know, like, like it was a problem for the rest of the, of the class. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and they suggested we go and, and, you know, do a diagnostic on it. And she scored like way into the red. It wasn't like, oh, maybe she's, <laughs> she's just like, oh no, she's way over there. And then we, you know, like, um, and, you know, I, I still wasn't even sure what it was or anything, but we put her on some medication. Uh, so that was when I really started realizing what it was and, and, and seeing what a complicated, you know, thing it was. And I helped her do a school project on, a, on ADHD uh, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, in the in middle school for the science fair. And she did a great job on it because she was really interested in like, okay, this explains a lot yeah. about me which was, uh, which was good. And for me, I first heard about it probably like right before Alex got diagnosed. And I was always really interested because I was like, that sounds like me, but we, uh, I don't know why, but it, probably two more years after that, before I got diagnosed. Yeah. And I remember like something I remember so vividly is she would go to the doctor. We still use that doctor actually is great. And, uh, she would, go up into this room and uh I didn't know what she did in there but when she came out she had goo in her hair and I didn't find out until like recently that they would put this goo in her hair and then attach these like electrons uh, electrodes electrodes or whatever and then make her watch a movie and then they would like look at her brain waves and stuff and I thought that that was really cool and Mm -hmm. did you ever get to do that no, because it, it, it didn't really work for her, so I, we didn't try, but like like I said, my school was very like accepting for stuff like that, and like all of the yeah. classrooms had a little bin with fidget toys and stuff, and I remember like there was a time where I was more chill, and 
I didn't need the fidget toys and you weren't allowed to just grab one. They would have to tell you to get one if they saw that you were like acting like, I don't know what the word is, stimming. like stimming. Yeah. And I would pretend so that I could use <laughs> one of the fidgets. But then eventually I noticed that I wasn't pretending anymore. Like it started just happening naturally. What, what, uh -huh. what I did in school is, is uh, I had a chemistry teacher. Like the, the hardest class in our high school was this chemistry class. And I would always get A's on all the tests. And the teacher got angry at me like <laughs> months into the semester. She said, I don't know what you're doing, but I know you're not paying attention in class because <laughs> you're sitting in the front row and I can see you drawing the entire time. And yet you're still making A's on my test. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how you're doing it. And I was like, why is it that you think that I'm not paying attention? She's like, because I can see you drawing the entire time. And I said, Miss Singleton, if I'm if I'm not drawing, I'm not going to be able to, to pay attention to you because I'm going to be thinking about what I should be, I could be doing with my hands. It's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's my drawing that shuts it off so that I can hear everything you say. I, I, I can tell you what you, I can tell you the entire lecture you just gave, if you want, you know, I know, I, I know I'm, I'm paying attention. And she was uh -huh. like, oh, Okay, well then you just do that, and I, you know, I didn't realize till many, many, you know, till after they were diagnosed that that was just stimming. That was just me doing something with my hands to do that. And I do that in every meeting I'm in. I'm always doodling, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think it it helps. Uh, I, I think it helps. I think the ADD really helps with the creative process. Also, like like in my writer's room it's like 90% people with ADD, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, I think it really helps with creativity to have all that stuff just bouncing around in your head all the time on the one field where it's a, it's a real advantage to have ADD. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, I do the same thing in English class. I just draw random things in my notebook all the time. But Melly, when were you diagnosed with ADHD? So it was in fourth grade. And I didn't just get diagnosed with ADHD. We did like a full workup thing. And uh -huh. I got diagnosed with ADHD, dys dysgraphia, uh -huh. I don't remember yeah. if dyslexia or not, and like an anxiety yeah. disorder and stuff. Okay. And my school gave me so many accommodations. It was great. Like there was another girl in my class who had really severe dysgraphia. Uh -huh. And that helped her was writing at an angle, like using a slanted clipboard. And uh -huh. so they bought those for both of us to use and they would let us use laptops sometimes if our hands like got really sick of that. And I still don't completely understand what dysgraphia is because like I haven't asked about it in a while, but when I first got diagnosed, they were like, oh, it's like dyslexia, but the opposite, like you're bad at math or something. You're bad at writing. You're bad at like writing, not reading. And stuff. And her, her okay. handwriting. Hand yeah writing when she was <laughs> so bad it looked like it looked like somebody was just learning to make their letters and she was in like the 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 uh fourth, fourth grade yeah and uh -huh. uh, and yeah you know, i thought well she's just messy and then there was, was like oh no this is an actual thing <laughs> on in her brain yeah so uh-huh and um and i didn't understand that because they, they also said that you were you were gonna be like bad at math but she's very good at i'm math. very good at math i love uh -huh. math like Damn. I'm, I'm doing it a year ahead and I'm going to do summer school so I can go another year ahead just for funsies, I guess. <laughs> and yeah. I love my math class. I've loved every math teacher I've ever had, but 
um, that school, like it stopped working for me during that time because I was starting to excel in math and they did everything like kind of a year behind compared to other private schools. Uh-huh. And because uh, it was basically a school made for people during disabilities, like I said. And so I was like eager for more. I started, there was a math club. There was advanced math classes you could take uh, with this lady named Sophia. And she also taught Mandarin. She was very nice. I love her. Mm -hmm. And like, they would take you away during your math class and like take you to another room and there would be all these people who love math. Oh, I loved math club. I wish they did that at my school. Like my, the one I'm at now. Yeah. And Oh my gosh, I miss the math club so much because they even like, brought in a specialist. They didn't just have another teacher teach the math club. They like brought in a specialist guy and we did like fun math problems. And so when I switched to, uh, that school only went to sixth grade and uh, I decided to switch in fifth. So I went for sixth grade somewhere else. Uh, uh -huh. And my sister went to that school too. So we could be there together. And they did everything there like a year ahead. Well, they did uh, everything on level, but it was more like a year ahead for me. Uh, so I was able to do the math class that was more fun. And I really enjoyed that school when we went in person. Have you been able to get accommodations at your public school? I don't really need them. Makes sense. Because <laughs> like, yeah. everything's a bit more chill at public school than it is at private. But one thing, so I suck at like writing. Like I have all the ideas for stuff in my head but I just can't really get them onto paper really well. So, uh -huh. but my English teacher is really understanding of that because both his kids have um, learning disabilities as well. So like, for example, if we have to write an essay and the requirement is to put three cited quotes in it, he'll let me only do one or two, or mm -hmm. he'll let me be below the word maximum or above the word, like uh, below the word, the word minimum. Okay, that's what mm -hmm. I was trying to say. Yeah. But, like. But the good thing is that class isn't very weighted. So if there's something that I forget to do, like everything is like 50 or 100 points, which is a lot. But the percentages uh -huh. of like what counts towards your final grade aren't that crazy. So yeah. like if I missed an assignment that was 100 points, it only brings my grade down like four percentages. But do either of you have a specific story that you feel shows like what it's like to live with ADHD, whether it's in the past or the present? I have a really no. funny one. This has actually <laughs> okay. happened more than once, but um, last year, my the last two classes of my school day were science and math, like my two favorite ones. Uh-huh. The dogs are barking. Uh, and that was when my medication starts to wear off. I'm on Adderall. And uh -huh. I, I had like an extra mini one that I could take if I really needed it. And I forgot it once because I'd like taken it the day before I forgot to refill it. And yeah. sometimes I go like, it's, this only happens in math class. It doesn't happen this year when I forget to take my extra one. Uh, but I would like go a little crazy. Like, <laughs> I would like, I started, I start talking really loud without realizing it. That happens to me all the time. And my, my math teacher last year was very tolerant. She thought it was all really funny. So like one time in particular, it was in the middle of the math class and I yelled out an answer <laughs> and I got it wrong by like one. And then she was like, you sure? And I was like, what? And then I, I yelled out what, what was right. And she was like, no, that's still wrong. And I was like, huh? And I started freaking out a little. And she was like, I'm joking with you. <laughs> I, and then for the rest of that class, I was just a little shaky from the excitement. 
And especially <laughs> do like competitions in that class, I would always get really excited and like yell out answers. And mm-hmm. <laughs> there were there were a couple times where I would like towards the end of class, if we didn't have anything else to work on, everyone would just talk to their friends. And I remember laying on the ground a couple times, probably for no reason. Mm-hmm. Or like starting to cry for some reason, like not even sad, just like laughing, <laughs> crying, but I'm not laughing at anything. And like one time my friend just like, I don't remember what it was, but she drew something funny on my piece of paper and I laughed for the entire class because <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my mind and I kept uh-huh. interrupting the teacher. It was so funny, but like that doesn't happen that often anymore, but you know, because <laughs> I'm on a higher dose of my medication now. Uh, for, uh, for me, I think I think that story about uh, Mrs. Singleton's class is the one that I usually use for Which what uh, about the fact that I that that I can I can only listen if I'm drawing, oh, okay. uh, or if I'm writing, or or uh-huh. or, or, or doodling in, in in some way, and and sometimes I'll be doodling in um uh, in you know we'll we'll be at a meeting at Disney and I'll be doodling and sometimes I doodle letters like big block letters, almost like graffiti letters. And I don't know that I'm spelling anything until the, the word is done. And I look, it's like, oh, I, I spelt, uh, I, I, I spelt uh, uh, elephant or something, <laughs> something like that. I wonder what that meant, you know? And, uh, and one time somebody asked me in the middle of it, you know, like, cause we're having this meeting and I'm just talking to people and they said, uh, Dan, what do you, what are you spelling there? I looked down and was like, oh, it's just R-E-T. I have no idea what you like return, re, 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 you know, retrieve. I don't know what, it, like, what I, and now we'll never know. And they were all laughing. And I explained the fact that I don't know what, you know, like I'm, just, <laughs> like, I'm not even paying attention to the stuff I'm drawing. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's people, sometimes it's animals, sometimes it's letters, sometimes it's numbers. The, uh, uh, but they always spell something. It's never just nonsense letters together. I guess I guess we'll never know. And so we've continued the meeting and stuff. And then without me knowing it, I had started writing it. I'd started drawing the letters again. And at the end of it, I was like, hey, guys, it, it was retrospect. It was, it was like, <laughs> like, like I finished the word. I was like, hey, hey, we got to figure out what it was. <laughs> I'm assuming that was the word that I started uh, started going, but uh, it doesn't ever have anything to do with anything that's going on. It's just like, uh-huh. but it's always a word, and uh-huh. uh, and if I'm doing numbers, it always makes it, it always ends in a point zero zero, like with the line underneath. It's always a it's always a dollar amount for some reason. <laughs> okay, which I which I find really, and the commas are always in the right places. You know, sometimes oh, I just I just drew four million six hundred twenty twenty five dollars. <laughs> it's uh, it's strange. Uh huh. And so, have either of you had any significant struggles with your ADHD, and what have you done to help with that? I know it can also be an advantage in some ways, but there are some parts that are difficult to work with. Yeah, well, I mean, I I never remember where I'm supposed to be at any given time, it, and and right now I'm in between uh, assistants, and I was supposed to be at a meeting to interview a new p- potential assistant, 
and there was nobody to tell me to get to that meeting so i did not get to that meeting because uh because you know my executive function is a little off mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh i have two two uh first like on days where i don't take my medication or i forget i uh um my jokes are really mean like I my jokes <laughs> are at the expense of other people like the like I know that's not like that bad of a struggle but I like I would be talking about school but I do great in school I love school mm -hmm. so I'm not gonna say that uh, and again oh my gosh and the other thing is I lie a lot when I forget to take my medication I like lie for no reason <laughs> like lies that don't even help me like someone will say like, where'd you get your dress? And I'm like, oh, I ordered it online, even though I got it at like Target, even though I know that I got it at Target. You'll just say things that aren't true. I'll say true, things that aren't true. That like, don't mean it, anything at all. That's not to get ahead. Like someone asks, that's like, hilarious. let me think of a good example. Like I, I pretend like, I feel like a doctor. This one's really weird. Every time that I'm not, when I forget to take my medication, if someone says that they have pain, I'll ask them and I'll start like, thinking about what it could be from all of my knowledge from Grey's Anatomy. And I did that <laughs> a lot. I had a sleepover over the weekend and I packed all of my stuff into like my bag to bring it back here. And I put all my medications in there and I forgot to take them out and put them back where I remember where they are so I can take them. And today, like I was at my softball practice and my friend says, you know how I got hit in the head with the softball during pitching practice last week? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, my ear is bruised. And I'm like, let me take a look. And <laughs> I was like, you got to ice it when you get home so you don't get a cauliflower ear. And <laughs> like, I started saying all the stuff that I, that is definitely not true. And I'm going to, I realized, and I was like, go, go to a doctor. <laughs> last week, right after she got hit in the head too, I was like, if the bruise turns really black and red, you have a hematoma, go to the hospital. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Hematoma is. I'm, I yeah. lie. I lie a lot when I'm not. This, okay. this, this is the point of all. That's, that's interesting. Now I know. So yeah. But none of the lies like hurt anyone except for maybe uh -huh. the girl who I told <laughs> <laughs> that she had a hematoma. Uh. All right. But no, like I just, like like funny. I said about the dress. Like someone's like, okay. "Where'd you get your dress from?" I'm like, "No, I didn't. I was okay. lying." Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I feel like for me the hardest part is just forgetting stuff like even like forgetting to like drink coffee or like take my medication in the morning and I feel like that's always a struggle yeah oh object permanence for yeah me. my room is so messy because if I can't see it I forget that it's there uh -huh. like, and the way I remind myself of stuff like I don't write reminders in my phone I just like have to leave it like in the bathroom, because I have a really good morning routine. It's like the only routine that I actually do. Like I, I go to the bathroom, I take my meds, I put them in the bathroom so I can see them. Mm -hmm. And like my mom has me use that as like an, she calls it an anchor behavior. Yeah. It's like, if you need it, I, to I do the same something thing. new to your habits, then you like smush it in with the stuff you already remember to do. So yeah. uh -huh. Like I, I have to, to put my medication in a very specific place. Yeah, I take omeprazole every day, and and if I don't have it in that same place, and 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 it, it has to be a place that I'm going to see it at a specific time and remember to take it then, and I have to take it then and not say I'll take it in five minutes because then I won't come back and and yeah, do it. it's uh, yeah, it's problematic. Mm -hmm. Okay.
And then is there any parts of ADHD that you feel like help you? Because you just talked about some of the struggles you've had with it. Yeah, uh, I, I think it, it helps me like 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 when I'm writing and spitballing ideas with the the other writers and 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 stuff like that, I am able to focus on my work because I love my work and so 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 I have a a lot of you know of balls in the air story wise. I'm you know I'm 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 sort of like I've got to keep twenty episodes of TV in my brain at the at the at the at the same time. And when something's not working, I have to come up with something that's going to make it work right right away. A lot of times in meetings, it's like, okay, this isn't working. I think we need to do this and this and this and this. But I've got this sort of rolodex of thousands and thousands of ideas that are that are just constantly going in my head. So it's easy to to just pick one. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, what do I need here? I need something that'll make this work. How about the, how, how about that? Um, I think I think it helps a lot. Part part of the reason I didn't think I had ADHD is one of my producers told me that I was the only when I was supervising on something over at Warner Brothers. She said I was the only man she had ever worked with who could actually multitask, and I was like, that proves <laughs> I don't have ADHD. When really it sort of proves that I that I'm just uh -huh. hyper focused on work, you uh -huh. know, and, uh, and and was able to go okay, you know, like. And the thing is, it wasn't me multitasking. It was me going, I need to do this. What's the next thing I need to do? Tell me that and I'll do that. What's the next thing to do? I need to do that. And so other people were sort of my executive function for me. Chris. It helps me talk fast. Yeah. yeah. It helps yeah. me talk loud. Yeah, but I it think also... it helps me make friends. Like I'm like an extroverted introvert. Like uh -huh. I hate talking to people, but if talking to someone is going to be funny, then I'll do it like, like I would, like, I hate ordering food, but if uh -huh. I was out in public and my friend said, I dare you to yell some random word at this lady or like say, yo, <laughs> I don't know, I'll do it. Cause I think that that's funny. And I, yeah. it feels like there's no consequences that I, I don't know those people. Uh -huh. um, but I, I am much better at making friends than I thought I would. Yeah, I'm sure I talked to someone else in an interview once and they were talking about how like choosing a career that basically they were so passionate about kind of helps them yeah. like because they could fuel their ADHD to like help them in their career do you think mm. that's kind of how it works for you as well yeah exactly yeah. I, it would be very hard for me to do and you know like and part of it was like like I always knew that I would only be doing something in the entertainment industry for a living <laughs> because that was the only thing I could imagine doing uh -huh. and I think that that helps because it's a very hard industry to break into and if you if you have you know, uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, I think, said once is like, if you can imagine doing anything else with your life other than be working in the entertainment industry, you should probably do that because <laughs> because it's a hard industry. There's a lot of, you know, there's a there's a lot of uncertainty and stuff stuff like that. But if this is the only thing you 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 want to do you will be able to make a living do it, doing it. It's just, you know, it, it'll be hard sometimes and sometimes mm -hmm. it, sometimes it might get easy uh, and then it'll get hard again. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, a difficult beast. It's been very good for me the last uh, 20 years or so, but, uh, <laughs> but, but working up to the point where it got good was a lot of, uh, a lot of very difficult times. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah. but but I just didn't have anything else that I thought I could put my mind to and continue to do day in and day out so that's what I did uh-huh okay 
It's a good thing Phineas and Ferb got picked up. <laughs> that's right. She might not exist if Phineas. Why would you? Why, why because she... butterfly effect. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, yeah, that's because butterfly effect. Sure. Yes. Yeah, I watched a lot of Phineas and Ferb as a child. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. So, which part of ADHD specifically do both of you feel like needs to be addressed more, and why? I think the um, I think it that since ADHD is different for everyone, and I feel like something that needs to be addressed is that like you you can't just assume like if someone tells you they have ADHD, you can't be like, well, but you can do it's, this. Yeah, it's sort of a spectrum yeah. of like like autism. Mm -hmm. the, 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 there's real severe nonverbal uh, autism, and there's the, there there's there's this whole spectrum of of uh of things there and i think AD, adhd is very similar to that there there are different states of that uh, of that uh, okay. condition that uh, that are uh, like appear very different to different people you know so mm -hmm. like like the way my oldest daughter has adhd and the way she has adhd were so different that we that it took us a while to actually get her diagnosed because she seemed yeah. so much more able to focus than the than uh, than her mm -hmm. older sister and something more specific that i'm that i've been thinking about is like for example me i hate taking notes notes don't help me and teachers don't understand that but for some people with adhd it's extremely helpful like they can't not take notes but mm -hmm. i don't take notes and i do well in school like the only thing i take notes on are you, like you have oral retention are probably like history because uh -huh. history, you yeah. can't use formulas to figure out your answers, but I don't take notes in math, science, English, uh, uh, physics, chemistry, which are both science. I just realized I said science and you can't take <laughs> notes in PE. So I'm ahead of the game. I don't even take uh -huh. notes in Spanish, which a lot of people in my class do like show mm -hmm. the but teacher. You, your mom is Venezuelan. So yeah. You're a little ahead of the game. Yeah. Yeah, this morning, Elizabeth came in to introduce me to her uh the new lady mariana yeah and or marina we i don't, don't remember and don't have to mention everybody's name on who <laughs> wants to be mentioned on a, on a podcast and well she came in and she said this like whole paragraph of spanish to me i understood everything very good That's all i'm saying so no notes don't don't need them uh-huh yeah i usually take notes but i like color coordinate my notes because otherwise I never look back at them and then it's right. pointless but I think it kind of just depends because like I have a brother who has ADHD and we have it very differently he was diagnosed before me despite the fact that he was younger so like I get that how it can appear different in different people because he and I are not very similar in most of the ways that it presents itself yeah but kind of leading off that, I live in a household with two people with ADHD, but what's it like living in a household for you guys having a parent and a child with ADHD? Well, we, we have three people because both of my daughters people, have yes. ADHD. <laughs> um, There's it's... a lot of yelling, hey, and then they're like, what? And then the person who yelled, hey, doesn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dad, what? Now they, they've moved say? on to something else in their mind. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. that, that, that happens there's a lot of say something say anything uh Ask me hey, if I did the hey dishes. Molly, did you do the dishes wait say that again did you no yeah i did the dishes 
that's that, that's a conversation you hear a lot of so is there Excellent. anything else you guys would like to share no i well other than than uh you know it, it's uh it's not something to be ashamed of it's it, it's just a, a a different way that your brain works and uh-huh. parts of it are very good and and you know like i think that's that most of creativity uh, most of the real creative people I know are, you know, have ADHD. I think it, 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 it's sort of a superpower in that way. Um, so, you know, so, so don't be, you know, like if, if you get diagnosed with it, there's lots of coping mechanisms you can do to, to work with it. There's, there's, uh, there's uh, different drugs that work different, differently for different people on it. And uh, um and you can, you know, there, there's, there's ways to, to make your life easier once you, once you figure out that that's what's going on with you. And also, you know, watch Hamster and Gretel on Disney Channel starring <laughs> Melly Pavenmeyer, created by me, Dan Pavenmeyer, who, uh, mm-hmm. if, if you liked Phineas and Ferb, you'll like this one too, because that's, that's what I say. Phineas, <laughs> you'll like this too. I am so proud, I'm so proud of this show. It's, 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 in a lot of ways, is my favorite show that I've done, so, mm-hmm. so it's, uh, it, it, I'm very proud of all the episodes when they come out. Well, thank you so much. Sure. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing from Dan and Melly. If you would like to share your thoughts or story with me, feel free to reach out through email to twiceexceptionalpodcast at gmail.com or message me on Instagram or TikTok at twice underscore exceptional podcast. Consider following the podcast on social media or sharing it with others to keep spreading the word about the complexities of neurodiversity.